There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Anyway, let's get let's get into it. Who are you? Uh, 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 Be- Benny Any Dots. Benny Any Dots. Hi, I'm Jim Jams and Cammy Jim Jams. How are you? I'm feeling really good. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm in a place right now where I'm I'm ready to get deeper into this discussion. Let's get beyond the ephemeral. Let's get beyond yeah. the comedians. Let's start getting to some experts. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be good to talk to someone about uh, the visual aesthetic of cats. Mm. Why it looks that way. Mm. Is it a conscious choice? And uh, what does it take to create digital special effects? Well, that's the thing. You can't you can't talk about this film without talking about the much maligned digital fur technology. <laughs> <laughs> and so, which is the perfect way to phrase it. I love that that was in every press release. Digital and fur technology. Digital fur technology yeah. like just mm. fucking settle down all right don't give it don't give it such a highfalutin name you made them look like cats just say that <laughs> no, i think it's that thing of them leaning into that like we are prestige yeah. we pioneered something in the way that like james cameron pioneered 3d technology yeah, yeah, yeah. we've pioneered digital fur technology yeah we've pioneered the kind of digital effect that makes you want to throw up all over yourself <laughs> while you're watching our film that's uh, what, an, what an achievement yeah, no, totally. well Cthulhu. we've got a We've got an expert with us today to discuss this very thing. Uh, visual effects supervisor, I believe, is your correct title. That yes, is the title. Yeah, <laughs> Will Reichelt from Animalogic Ramblings. Will Reichelt. Mm. Thank hey you guys. so much. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, I want to start with you, your first impression of cats, and then we'll work backwards mm. from there. Mm. Um, can you tell us what is what is cats about? Uh, cats is about. Um, it's complete suicide cult cats. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> but it's a positive message because it's the the, the cat who's most deserving gets to um, in, go up in a um, sparkly chandelier balloon and live in the sky. That doesn't sound like a positive message. Because, no. no, like, you know, as soon as that balloon hits the upper atmosphere, it explodes and the cat plummets back to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the film. I have. I've seen it twice now. Yes. Um, hero. <laughs> I, I went to see it again this morning. Um, oh, just really? To, just, yeah, yeah, just to refresh my memory. Thank to, you. Was there anyone uh, in the cinema? Yeah, actually, there was about eight or nine people there. Um, I will say that I was far and away the youngest person in the cinema. Um, Everyone was, uh, everyone else in the cinema was over the age of about sixty-five. Oh, okay, so so it's playing to that demo. Well, it's only showing at nine thirty a.m. now. Is that, that the only is that when you went? Yeah, yeah. Nine, One uh, session a day. Oh, 9.30, wow. Dendi New, Dendi Newtown. Dendi Newtown, yeah. <laughs> Did you feel like a creep? I remember when I went and saw Moana in the middle of the day and felt like a real creep. <laughs> like, oh, on my own. I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like a creep going to the movies on my own. But, but cats, the, 9.30 in the morning. Well, now I'm starting to feel You're either coming down it. or coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
Now I feel gross. <laughs> so now you've seen it twice. What's your uh, what's your takeaway emotionally? How do you feel about the film? I'm fascinated by this movie. Okay, it's, it's just so <laughs> yes. weird. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's but it weird in a in a really interesting way. I mean, uh, it's it's really it's visually like we, i guess we have to break it down but sure. like there are just so many things so many choices that were made in this film that mm. you, you 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 embrace mentally embrace some and you bump up really hard against <laughs> others <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah it's i mean it's um i in terms of the visual effects i will say that it is a stunning achievement like it's it's really really great stuff like i I, I kind of disagree with all the people that are that are shitting on it. Mm-hmm. I have been going against the grain. A lot of people are saying that it's, you know, bad. Look, the, the visual effects are bad. I actually think mm-hmm. that they're kind of a work of genius. Yeah. Mm. And I think if they didn't look the way they look now, this movie would be forgotten. It wouldn't yeah. be memorable. Yeah. I think the decisions they've yeah. made have led this to be what will eventually become iconic <laughs> cinema. Yeah. And I, I said to I said to Ben, and he <laughs> kind of thought I was insane, that I reckon some artists and designers and animators might look at this film and go, this is Salvador Dali, this is Picasso, this is art. They've actually yeah, made yeah. some artistic choices here. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that it, like, if you look at, if you only look at the technical aspects of this film, the fur looks awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, it, it looks really, really, it looks very tactile. You can, it does. Um, uh, it's, it's the, it's the aesthetic of what are you doing with human faces? What are you doing with two eyes and a nose and a mouth of a human being and then wrapping a cat shell, mm. I guess, around that. Mm. And what are you tr- what are you trying to achieve with that? And why do you not go more stylized with it and go even harder yeah. and lean even harder into the weirdness of it? Because fund- yeah. fundamentally, it's it's a pretty weird thing that they're trying to do. I mean, it's it works on stage and it worked in the eighties because of the eighties aesthetic and the crazy yeah. Um, yeah. hair and, and everything. And they haven't gone as hard into that the, no. uh, in, in this movie. Like it's, it's, they've gone more of an anatomical cat rather than kind of the suggestion of a cat. And I think that's why it's Anatomical cats? <laughs> <laughs> Digital cats. <laughs> but I think that's why people's brains are like fizzing when they watch it. Because, yeah. I mean, we watched the, the, the West End production, uh, not live, unfortunately. But, you know, like it's much easier to swallow people in... Costumes. Yeah, you get it. We you have know. a context for costumes yeah, yeah, yeah. in our minds. <laughs> you said something to me uh, yesterday uh, that I had not thought of, that perhaps the visual effects wouldn't have been as jarring if they just painted the noses black. Well, all the musical performers have that little, little black little cat, cat nose. Okay, yeah, and I never like, thought of that. Part, like, okay, I used to face paint affairs as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> and if someone was like, I want to be a lion, I want to be a tiger, I want to be a cat, yeah. you always did a little black nose yeah. and little puffy white bits with whiskers. That's yep, what you sure. always did. And that made them look like cats. Well, in fact, like making a face look like a cat through face makeup is one of the only convincing animals. Because yeah. if you get the, the lines on the bridge of the nose, it does look like a cat snout. Mm. The little, that proper black cat nose as well, is that's what sells it. Yeah. And... They failed to do that. They just plumped these human faces onto cat bodies. Mm. 
that's such a yeah, big design cat, flaw. Catface 101. <laughs> that little fucking black dot on the end of the nose. That's yeah, when yeah. I saw Whisker paws. Whisker paws. That's it. Uh, when, I thought, like, when I saw the stills of it for the first time, I was like, where are the noses? <laughs> At least the stage ones have noses. I've actually never heard anyone make that criticism about this movie. Oh, and, wow. and we've read every article yeah. you could possibly read about cats, but it's very true. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that would have lessened the disgust that people had when they watched it. Someone needs to deep fake cat noses onto cats footage and see if it actually... Uh... I don't know if anyone needs to do that, <laughs> but, but someone will, I guess. <laughs> Everything will get deep faked at the end of the day. But... What's astounding to me is why no one stepped in. Why no investor was like, hold on a second. <laughs> At what point in the VFX? They did, though. Remember, they redid the VFX uh, on opening day. Yeah. But, but didn't they just do patches for, like, missing hands and stuff? No, it was um, they dialed back the fur. They, well, first of all, they redid the VFX after the trailer. Right. And people were going, look at this fucking monstrosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to kill myself. If you, watch, <laughs> if you watch trailer one, their faces are much hairier than they are in the final film. Right. They didn't go full Sonic the Hedgehog, but they did redesign the fur. Yeah. And then they redesigned it again upon release. Um, and they did the, yeah, things like hands and feet and shit like that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, um, but only once the public saw it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking that the why is the VFX supervisor going, ah, Tom, this ain't good. Like, <laughs> ah, let's go back to the drawing board. Had some fucking noses, mate. For like, all we know, they were. Like, there's, sorry, I bet that there it. were supervisors and animation directors and people saying things like, this doesn't work. This looks bizarre. But at the end of the day, it all came back to Tom, Tom Hooper yeah, saying, no, 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 that's what I want I'm it to look boy like. Boy, how have I been in that situation? <laughs> and we kind of all have, right? This isn't working. Doesn't matter. It's what I say goes. Yeah. Uh, I want it to make people want to vomit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want old people that love the musical to be confused and new people who've never heard of it to be repulsed. H.P. <laughs> <laughs> Lovecraft presents. <laughs> I saw, you know, when the Oscars was on, Corden and Rebel dressed up as their Cats characters and presented the VFX award and they made fun of the movie Cats. As cast members of the motion picture Cats, (laughs) nobody more than us understands the importance of good Good visual visual effects. And then people from that VFX house started tweeting about it. While many were laughing, others were irate as Rebel Wilson and James Corden seemingly blaming graphic artists for the movie's poor box office performance. Eves McRae was one of the visual effects artists who worked on the film, and his tweet about the Academy shade went viral, saying, I haven't watched all of the Oscars, but I assume these two were really classy and thanked me for working 80-hour weeks right up until I was laid off and the studio closed, right? This was a rushed production. There's everybody to blame in this thing. Mm. But yeah, that's your art, and you, you, you're the nameless, faceless guy behind the scenes being blamed on stage by the stars of the movie. That kind of stung. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Eve McRae. I'm a compositor on Cats. I've worked on movies like Black Panther. I worked on Stranger Things. I worked on The Irishman, actually, and Sonic this year. So it was a bit of an up and down year. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for agreeing to do this. We really appreciate it. Especially because you're uh, you're famous. You were on the news for this very reason. Yeah, yeah, that was a couple strange weeks for sure. How did that come about? What happened there? Uh, so it was funny. I was just goofing around on Twitter, and I didn't even have the Oscars on or anything. 
but I start seeing other like VFX people that I follow being like, oh, that was kind of a weird thing for James Corden and Rebel Wilson to say. And I'm like, okay, well, I get they must have thrown the VFX under the bus at some point. So I just figured, oh, this would be a good like bit where you pretend like you don't know what they've said and be like, oh, I'm sure that these guys are just totally reasonable and respectful of all the work that we put in on this. And it blew up. It was crazy. And uh, the next day, looking and seeing like Rolling Stone reposting it and all these different news sites messaging me for interviews and stuff. And I'm like, this is, I was just making like a one stupid bit. I don't want to like get into all of this. <laughs> so, so, you didn't wa- so you didn't want all that attention? I mean, it was fun for sure, especially interacting with people on Twitter, because some people would be like, yeah, but the VFX sucked, bro. And I'd be like, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to like offend you with it. (laughs) And then also the people that came out that were like, I fucking loved cats. It was amazing. It was really fun to hear those people because I've worked on a ton of stuff and a lot of bad stuff and it just goes away. And you'd spend six months of your life on a thing that people stop caring about. And so this has been really cool to talk to people that care about it on Twitter. The thing I wasn't super into was giving comments to BuzzFeed and being like, yep, I, my feelings were hurt by Rebel Wilson. It's like, I didn't give a shit. I just... <laughs> well, whether you intended to or not, I think you rallied people around... <laughs> the idea of actual workers who work on this film and spend hours of their lives on this thing. And I think that's really cool. I've never really seen people en masse rally around the VFX community before, but but you were a big part of that. So what do you do in VFX and how long have you worked in VFX for? I've been in the industry for about eight years now. Uh, I'm a compositor, which is like taking all of the different elements of a shot and compositing them together. So for Cats, for say, I would get a shot of Rebel Wilson doing a dance, and then I would get a pat to stick over her, and then I would get the same shot with no one in it. And usually that was because someone else digitally removed her from the shot. So then I would take her eyes and her mouth and combine it with the fur stick it into the plate without anyone and then digitally massage it is the best way I can say to like adjust the the shadows and do everything I can to make it as real as possible, which is obviously a pretty big task with this movie. Uh, I worked on the sequence with um, Rum Tom. Oh, the very curious cat. Yeah. So that was one of the the sequences I had. So you're responsible for him splashing around in pools of milk. (laughs) Yeah, no, we had so many questions. (laughs) So when someone like, uh, you know, James Corden and Rebel Wilson make fun of VFX artists for this, it's not really you guys. I mean, you guys are just following a mandate, right? Yeah. There's like two different criticisms of the VFX in the movie. And I that I think there's literal shots that weren't done because we didn't have time and it was bad VFX. Mm. And then the general look of the movie is also insane with the like <laughs> crazy size props and the weird faces with CG on them. So can you can you tell us a little bit about how did the team kind of collectively come to the desi- design decision that you guys landed on was it a collective process or was it you know tom hooper coming in and saying i want them to look incredibly sexy and incredibly unsettling at the same time yeah that 
for the most part is above my pay grade. But I can speak to movies in general. There's a collaboration of probably five or six people at the very top that Tom Hooper would have the final say on it. And he would hire different concept artists that would give him different ideas. At one point, I'm sure they were considering making it more of a stage show style look. It's It was hard to know what was going to be the final result when we were working on it, because the trailer had come out at the time and we'd seen everyone be like, this is insane. And then other people saying like, yeah, but also it was a huge musical and people like Tom Hooper is not some random dude. He's already done huge musical movies before. So this might actually just be a real legit movie. We couldn't really tell. Something we have been wondering about is, do you remember the scene uh, after the Mungo Jerry and Rumpel teaser number where uh, yeah. Victoria uh, is menaced by a dog from behind a door and yeah. then Mr. Mistopheles comes and saves her? Uh, <laughs> did you guys lend any thought to what that dog looked like in this world? Oh, I wanted to see it so bad. I know. Wouldn't have that been I In amazing. my head, it just looks like a normal dog. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Dogs, so it's just cats Dogs look normal. Cats look like people. Well, the mice didn't look like people, right? No, they had human faces. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Children's faces. <laughs> yeah. As did, the, as did the cockroaches. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, then I guess, yeah. yeah. Might have just had the head of a boy. <laughs> might have had the full head of a boy. Um, With big flappy uh, basset hound ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess. I mean, like... Yeah, the, if the mice and the and the and the cockroaches, then yeah, of course it must have had a. But then, do humans have dog faces and cat faces? Oh, like, we can't. The, we can't what open do the that door. Look like in this world. We can't open that door. We can't go down there. You know, I know all three of us think that the visuals are brilliant, but like generally, the consensus is ew. Like <laughs> I don't like this. It's fully. Why do you think that is? It's anthropomorphism. It's fully the. It's it's the way that we process. Um, he, uh, something that is supposed to be human that isn't for some reason. Yeah. It's the uncanny valley. Can it's the uncanny un- pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you define uncanny valley from a professional standpoint? It's it's when something is ev- evocative of human being from mm. a, but but it doesn't quite get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's jarring to us because our brains. It's, it must be some primal thing in our yeah. brains. We're so attuned to 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 picking up on things that are just not quite right yeah. like like and it's and it gets worse the closer you get to something mm. that is really real yeah. Um, yeah, that's why right. creating digital humans is so difficult it's the mo- been the most difficult challenge of visual effects in the last few years someone should tell robert zemeckis <laughs> <laughs> my, god. <laughs> my god why do you think that people are blanching against it I I, th- I think it's just uncanny valley. I yeah. think it's p- people are just not sure exactly what they're looking at mm. or how to process it. Yeah, I think that's uh, fundamentally what it is. I think if um, I was thinking, would this have been better if they'd just given them like full cat eyes? You know, like big, mm. bigger, big like cat pupils and uh, like whiskers. It, yeah, I mean they have whiskers, uh. but they have whiskers kind of tacked on to their upper lips, yeah. their upper human lips. Um, but um, what if they'd gone full cat? And just gone. The fa- the faces are just fully a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Do you but think that would have worked more? But on human bodies. Uh, yeah, I think that's yeah that's probably going to be a bit weirder, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
I don't know if this is the time to talk about it, but my biggest concern was that things kept changing sizes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. One minute they're dancing on a train track like people, but then they jump off of that, and now they're small as garbage bins. And I'm just... <laughs> it didn't feel good when that stuff happened. It felt disconcerting. And people have commented on this in reviews and things. The scale of the world around them seems to mm-hmm. be a little bit variable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know whether that. I'm assuming that's a conscious artistic choice. I have on, to believe it is. The amount of mm. money spent and yeah, time yeah. on this. I have to believe that they've said it's a fantasy, crazy world. If we want him to be holding a spoon like it's a scepter, perfect. <laughs> if we want a a chain of like pearls that looks like it's twice the size of the cat then fine it but yeah. what well, everything can be whatever it needs to be yeah, like yeah. in a cartoon magical realism yeah magical yeah. realism what what got me today when i was watching it um that i just went huh was the bit where mr mistopheles oh. takes his ha- uh, the magical cat <laughs> takes <laughs> takes his hat off um i think it's towards the end of the film and there are a couple of mice standing on his head yeah. oh yeah yeah that's right and i was just like Hang on a minute. It, I just have to stop and go. Wait a minute. This is a cat that yeah. is a, a, like this big, yeah. but the mice are this. Bi- that means that compared to a human, these are like the size microscopic, microscopic <laughs> mice. <Yeah. laughs> but it, it genuinely took me out of the film for a, for a second. Yeah, uh, but, it, but it has to be by design, right? Like you've worked on some big budget films, and nothing is accidental, really. I mean, there might be oversight, but. Nothing's accidental. Everything Stuff is gets designed. Every, every, in a digital environment, every single thing had to be absolutely. designed and rendered. Absolutely. Everything is designed uh, and it is looked at so carefully yeah. over and over by so many people in so many different rooms. Um, you, everything is designed and you can't, you, you can never assume that anything is accidental. It's not like um, they would have gotten to the premiere and then someone in the in the audience would be like, oh, fuck, we made the mice too small. Oh, Jesus Christ. They should be child size compared to them. Oh, no. Someone get Tom Hooper on the phone. We need to sort <laughs> this out. Maybe it would have been creepier if the mice were to scale. Like if they were just like up to their oh, hips or something. Yuck. Wouldn't that be it's gross? Child like, faces. Yeah. yeah. But, it's, but it's sort of a, it, you know what? If you think about it in the context of just that gag where you go, oh, it'll be cute if um, the magic cat, yeah. like, mm. sort of like he's he's pulled a rabbit out of a hat or something. Like, yeah. he's, he pulls his hat off and there's a couple of mice there. That's a cute idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's as far as it needed to go in terms of its it thinking through as sure. a gag. Um, and nobody really cares that they're that big no. uh, at the end of the day. Like, uh the only reason we're talking about it is because there are other things that it all piles up yeah, into right. a, yeah, yeah, yeah. into into something that yeah. then you start to you can't help but pull it apart. Yeah, at that point. So, oh. it, but if it all worked in 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 concert with all, every other thing, we would just accept it. True. I don't like the tits on the cats. It's weird. The tits on the cats is weird. But conversely, like the lack of genitals on Idris Elba is equally disturbing. Yeah. Mm. Like that just kind of Ken doll. Imagine if he had a big, like, fucking Dr. Manhattan cock (laughs) flopping around. (laughs) (laughs) Barbed. Barbed cat's penis. Wouldn't that Like, that would have been fucking outrageous too. There's no right way to do it. (laughs) There's a quote that's, um, that I read in the New Yorker article about this, the improbable insanity of cats. Oh, a fabulous article. Uh, this is, um, this is a quote from, uh, from someone who was involved with the original West End production. He was told about the new digital fur technology. (laughs) And he said, oh, dear, 
I told Tom you have to be very careful or they'll end up looking like werecats. Fur is dangerous territory. For example, what are you supposed to do about their testicles and their dicks and their tits? <laughs> But that was, I mean, famously, uh, I guess there's been an article about how um, Jason Derulo was um, upset that his um, penis had been reduced yeah. and smoothed off in, in the final result. What? As, yeah, as did you see that? <laughs> what? He's gone public saying, my dick's bigger than my character's dick in this um You're thing. in a fucking movie made for children, mate. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Your dick should be flopping around while you're singing. <laughs> Rum-tum-tum. because he's the only one defending the film, but yeah. come on. Yeah. Fuck, there's yeah. a time and a place. You're not on HBO. You fucking wang doesn't need to be hanging out. Jesus. Can you confirm or deny, did you guys reduce Jason Derulo's dick size in that sequence? It's so funny. So everybody kind of, kind of yes, because everyone did it. Like... When you look at the movie, they don't have giant furry, like, packages, right? It's all just, like, end-all-style smoothness. So, yes, but also, like, what was he expecting? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Very true. There's shots where he's, like, hip-thrusting, and you can see it kind of moving around, and that didn't take the final cut, so... There's just there, just like there's around everyone's tits and everything else. Like. <laughs> uh, while we're on the topic of genitals, uh, can you confirm or deny the butthole cut? Yeah, there's definitely no butthole cut. Damn. I was honestly, I know, I'm sorry. That sucks. I was a little bit annoyed to see that because I was the only one that was allowed to have a viral cat's tweet. And then I saw <laughs> that take off. Like, this, it's not real. I put in hours. I'm the one that deserves the viral cat tweet. This guy just made something up. (laughs) (laughs) What I have heard about this, though, is that there was no choice to put buttholes on cats. But apparently, and this wasn't in my department, so I can only speak to the, like, rumor, that there were people that were told to adjust how the fur looked near the butt of some cats because it might have been mistaken for a butthole. <laughs> yeah, I think I read somewhere that some someone said that the way some of the fur had digitally been laid on, it was folding in strange ways around the backs of the legs. And yeah. it was starting to look like <laughs> like a butthole. <laughs> As I remember um, this movie that I worked on. Every now and then, the w- when the legs moved on the creatures, it would fold the digital skin and make it look really unnatural and disgusting. So I could I could visualize how that would lead to a butthole cut. And yeah, yeah. I'd still like to see it, but I mean. <laughs> That's just for my personal use. <laughs> use. I want to ask you about a moment in the film that um, jumped out at me, and that's a moment where um, one of our favourite characters, Jenny Anydots, Jelly Anydots, Jenny Anydots, Jenny Jenny Anydots, yeah, Rebel, Rebel Wilson, Rebel character. Wilson, the Gummy Rebel. Cat, yeah, the Gummy yeah, Cat, yeah. our Rebel. She likes to sit and sit and sit. Oh, uh, she certainly. <laughs> Sit and sit. <laughs> when uh, Jenny Any Dots unzips her own fur to reveal 
a, a new like a corset underneath it and then just more fur. How this, do you, yeah, this how is, did that make you feel? It. it <laughs> uh, there were complicated feelings about. That. I have complicated feelings about that. It's it, that even on the first viewing that that took me out of the movie yeah. for a second because you you cannot help but start picking the logic of that apart and yeah. going she's wearing a cat a suit over the top of her real fur except she's wearing clothes over the top of her real fur <laughs> um so what she's actually doing is she's wearing like this kind of like it's like she's skinned one of her fellow yes. jellicles and <laughs> w- is wearing it like um silence of the lamb style <laughs> um I mean, can you imagine if that if that was a human being? But the, the clothes situation in the movie is one of the more discombobulating things because there is no rhyme or reason. There's two cats that wear sneakers, yeah. high-top sneakers. Yeah. There's other cats that wear clothes, other cats that don't. And the, the moment where it really, like, head fucks you is that moment where Idris Elba throws his dusty coat off mm. and you're suddenly aware, oh, they're all naked. We're watching naked people, like, Busby Berkeley around and it's obscene. Yeah. It's that scene is is, is disconcerting. It's, it? it's like it's pornography, man. But it's, I can't. It's like burnt into the inside of my eyelids. Suddenly, I can't get it out of my fucking head. It suddenly becomes very overtly sexual for yeah, some reason. As yeah. soon as you get, it, and it, it was actually when Idris Elba did that because I mean we are seeing cats without coats and hats and scarves yeah, on yeah. all through the movie. But then as soon as Idris Elba does it, there's something about the way that he performs and the way that he throws off his clothes yeah. that suddenly makes colors. you go, ooh. Yeah. What the what fuck is, is the exact happening? same colour yeah. as his human skin? Like, well, that, yeah. that, that's what it is. And also, he's, a, he's like an amazingly physically sculpted man. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a statue. And he's a fine he specimen. Abs he's got, abs, he's got yeah. perfectly he's rounded like, buttocks, yeah. and he's so sexual as he's going up the steps, looking over his shoulder with his green eyes. It's, yeah. it's very—I don't know—like yeah. the, 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 the logic of the world falls apart in that moment. Where it's like, well, what? Is, like, are they clothed or are they not clothed? Well, in relation to that, one thing I noticed only on second viewing, actually today, is that Bustopher Jones, which is um, James Corden's character, um, he's actually. He's, his yeah. fur is is patterned in the in the shape of a tuxedo. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So he's got like this got kind of white. Dicky. Yeah, he's got a white. He's got like this. Um, I guess fur in the shape of a bow tie yeah. that's mm. kind of uh, on the top of the white. Um, but Mr. Mistopheles has the same <laughs> kind of the same thing. But he's got a real bow tie and a real jacket, but over the top of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then he sometimes his jacket's on and sometimes it's off in different scenes. So. <sighs> The other thing is Judy Dench's uh, character, Old Deuteronomy, she has, you mentioned before, this massive coat, like it's this giant sort of floor-length fur coat on. But the fur coat is exactly the same colour as her actual mm-hmm. cat yeah. fur. <laughs> so it kind of blends together. So you're, never, you're, you're not actually clear on whether the coat is actually her real fur or whether mm. she at any moment could throw that coat off. Does she throw She, she never, never does, does take it She off. never does, but, it, but you can clearly see that it is a coat. That she's wearing. Yes, that's right. Because she's coming towards the uh, the the Jellicle audition process. The coat mm. comes apart, and you see her very sculpted cat thighs yes. showing through the Indeed. coat. Yeah, I was I was I always envisioned that the coat was made of like the hairball fur that she'd regurgitated and then stitched <laughs> into a coat. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. 
Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Fur. Fur's like notoriously difficult to animate, right? It's not easy. It's not easy to to do a furred character. It's um, a complicated simulation setup because um, you know you don't want the fur to. I don't want to get too technical, but you don't want the fur to intersect with itself and, mm. and all that kind of stuff. And it needs to look fine. Uh, and uh, you've got to have heaps and heaps of he- individual hairs to mm. make it look real yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it is co- a really complicated thing to set up. Another thing that I had to work on specifically was Rom Tom's mane was CG. Wow, but his coat was real fur and so anytime he would move his like shoulders around and stuff his cg fur would be interacting with the real fur of the coat and you'd have to go in and paint <sighs> strands of fur hand by hand Fuck. second by second so it would kind of look real and again i have a shot in my demo reel where he turns his body all the way around and his coat comes off his shoulders and if you look at it frame by frame it's completely nonsensical it doesn't make sense because it's basically impossible to have cg fur interacting with real fur on a like strand by strand basis on this movie there were 76 hero cg characters so and you've got imagine some of those shots where you've got like 30 something cats all dancing around yeah you've got to you've got to track them all you've got to put tails on them you've got to put fur on them um you've got you've got to put all the whiskers and everything on it's it's a it's a massive task and there was something like they said there were 2,200 visual effects artists working on this at the peak of production. Wow. That's at facilities all around the world. So um, Adelaide, uh, there's a, a company called The Mill, which was working mm-hmm. on it. Um, MPC in um, London. So they're all getting, like, broken up. Like, say, The Mill, they go, you guys are just doing whiskers and whatever. Like, find things? Is that what happens? Well, they're, just- they're giving them shots. They're going, okay. here, you take these shots and here's our pipeline and here's what they look like and here's... Here's all the assets, yeah, and then um, put this together, and we've come up with this formula that the director likes, so go for it. But this is pretty much a fully animated movie. Like this is like Lion King. Yeah, you know, Lion, yeah. Lion King. Everyone, everyone is like, this is a, this is a live action movie. No, it's fully animated yeah, from start yeah. to finish. Yeah. There's one live action shot in that movie, and it's the opening shot yeah. of the sunrise or whatever it is. Yeah. So Cats is like that. It's it's fully animated. Um, the only real things in it are a little bit of the set pieces and things mm-hmm. that they shot against, and there's a whole yeah. lot of digital extension of that stuff. And then they've got the faces of the of the actors and dancers who are playing the cat. But then they've completely reconstructed their entire bodies and put all this fur and everything else. There's all sorts of different things that kind of went right or wrong, depending on how you look at it, for them to have come to this final look. The like sheer amount of work that it took to have every single character be full CG, full fur, and integrated with practical actors is like the most possible work that you could have to do this. I can't Hmm. imagine a of movie like choices that led to making the most possible visual effects work. If they had been pure CG, it would have been easier. Or if there had been smaller CG aspects attached to like regular actors, both of it would have been way, way less work. But the fact that they wanted like 80% CG with this much practical on it, like just the mouth and the nose and the eyes, 
made it a hundred times more work than either other option. The animation for the most part is quite good. There were also problems with that. So tell me if this is too technical, but one of the things was when they would wear the mocap suits, there would be big hard drive shaped lumps on their costume. That was the actual little computers interpolating the data that they would get from the suits. Right. And then we try and hide that underneath the fur, which would change the body shape of the person. And so their like hips would get a little too thick and their arms would get a little too thick. And so then we'd have to go back and like readjust that. And that made the faces swim inside the CG fur and stuff because the mocap wouldn't quite always match up. And people were trying to save us work and it would end up creating more work. So basically they've digitally rotoscoped over the top of... Yeah. All of these performers. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. what they do. So it's called roto animation. So they have digital reconstructed reconstructions of each of the actors yeah. that are because they scan them and they 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 create them exactly. Then they basically frame by frame go over the top of the actors uh-huh. and just match their performance exactly so that mm. then they can render the fur and everything over the top and it will stick to it properly. And I know that's a big criticism of the film mm. that like you, you're not seeing the choreography, and they got the Hamilton guy to choreo uh, to yes. choreograph, and he's an mm. amazing choreographer. But you never see anything because the camera's just cutting, and, cutting, 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 cutting. And even when it's on them, I just again that CGI effect. Once they've put the fur all over their bodies, yeah. and, mm. you, and then that body moves around, yeah. I feel like I'm watching code chore- yeah. dance to these songs. Like yeah. I want to see the fucking humans dance like cats. Did you notice the feet? No. No, yeah, if you if you ever do watch it again, I won't. focus in. Okay. <laughs> they obviously ran out of money when they got to the feet because the feet just kind of hover. Like it's very upsetting. Oh. <laughs> One of the things that I've heard a bunch that people say is that the the cats kind of float. Compositors are like the last ones to touch the shot before it goes on the screen. But every other department was also so far behind because of our like really, really tight deadlines that we would get the fur, but sometimes the shadows wouldn't quite match the animation. Because if the shadows don't quite attach to the bottom of a character's foot, then of course they're going to look like they're floating or whatever. That, that was definitely something we noticed uh, when we when we saw it, because we saw it on a giant screen, <laughs> and the, uh, the, the floaty feet added to the kind of unsettling uh, nausea of the entire piece. <laughs> I liked it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was cool. I was like, man, this is like a dream. What, what, do, you, what do you think, the uh, like Tom Hooper and the people that designed these bizarre-looking characters, what do you think their intent was? Like, How did, the, how did they want the audience to feel? Because I, I feel like the people that enjoy... Like, me and Cameron, like, this is one of my favourite films of the last ten years. I, I think it's a masterpiece. Uh, but I'm not sure that I enjoy it for the reasons that the filmmakers intended. What, like, yeah what, what, yeah, what what did they want people to get from this? <laughs> My, my take is kind of like what you guys were saying at, in the first episode, is that they wanted it to be this very surreal thing because the source material is so surreal. They couldn't... I feel like if they tried to play it straighter, that would bump up against the idea that it's so wild anyways. Mm. The design is wild to match the wild story and the fact that it's just a bunch of characters introducing themselves for two hours. <laughs> if it had been more practical i think that would have been less surreal and i think that's what they were going for i just don't know that that is a thing that you can spend a hundred million dollars on and be successful 
it sounds like a lot of the decisions were, that were made were made by people who have no idea about VFX, and we're just sending you guys a lot of instruction that was making your life a lot harder. I don't know if you've ever heard this expression before, Eves, but we'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say, like, I don't know if they... They either thought they had more time than they needed, or there was definitely certain choices made by people that just didn't understand the sheer scale of it. Because, again, like if you think about like Lord of the Rings or something, Gollum was amazing, mm. but he was only one character and everyone else was just a practical person. Yeah. So you would only have to replace one character in a scene. Whereas this, every single character for every single second of the movie had to be completely replaced and covered with fur, which is also a lot more render time intensive mm. than skin or whatever. Fur is like one of the most expensive render time things that you can do. But this seems to be like an, uh, like, I mean, uh, from what I've read on, you know, whatever film websites and stuff, this seems to be kind of an industry wide thing. And, uh, you know, is it true that a lot of VFX houses kind of have gone out of business because they've accepted a film contract at a low bid? And then, at the, you know, there's this constant updates, constant updates, and there's just not enough manpower or rendering time to pull it off successfully a lot of the time. Yeah, that's, that's a real thing. And it, it just seems to keep getting worse and worse. Um, films kept, keep getting pushed to the last second in terms of how the changes that get made and the the, the, the level of quality that's expected, which um, in 2020 is exceptionally high. I yeah. mean, that's actually one of the things in terms of the cat's visual effects that you've, like I've seen people talk about oh, the quality of the visual effects uh, and, and isn't up to snuff and all that sort of stuff. I actually thought it was fantastic when I, when, and it, it's not, I wouldn't say it's like perfect across the board, but also I can understand why it isn't as well because mm. of the short time frame and everything. Mm. And and if they're being being pushed to deliver a film by a certain date, um, that you have to make sure that film gets delivered. Mm. Like by you know, hell or high water, you've got to make sure that 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 film there is a shot there, a version of every shot in place yeah. for the release yeah. of that film, regardless of whether it's good or not. Studios definitely undercut each other. Mm because you want to get the big projects like the marvel movies are like the the things that everyone is always fighting for and so they're basically done at cost if not at a loss Fuck. so that they can keep getting more projects but that's part of it is that the directors now can like when i started in the, in the industry everything had to be locked like a month before the movie came out but now, yeah, we work on things like a week before it's out because they can keep iterating and they just digitally release it to the theaters and stuff. Uh, and I know that everybody reacted really badly to the to the Cats trailer when it dropped. But I yeah. didn't. I fucking loved every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, and I, I did. I did read the other day that apparently after the response to the trailer, there was some uh, redesign and rejigging of the characters. Sure, that seems to be a common thing that's happening now. It happened with Sonic the Hedgehog, obviously. Yeah. It feels like that's never happened before. Is this a new thing that's happening in films? Yeah, it's a it's a real phenomenon just in the last year or two, I guess. It's really yeah. started to become a thing, but also because filmmakers are responding to it as well. Because, mm-hmm. like, Sonic was the first time that I'd heard of anyone actually, like, a film pivoting and changing course mm. um, in, at, in, the, in the construction yeah. phase. What did you think when you first saw the trailer? 
I just I was just like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? I might have mentioned to you that uh, my latest obsession had been this uh, three minute nightmare on YouTube that me and oh, my yes. girlfriend we ended up downloading it into um, on my computer so we could watch it on VLC yeah. and watch it at five times slow speed. <laughs> so, <laughs> amazing! I want to hear about your kinky sex life. <laughs> <laughs> I'd seen the trailer mm. and had, and look, I'll be completely honest with you. I just looked at the trailer and thought nothing. I thought absolutely nothing. I just went cats, <laughs> and then I saw everyone going really? nuts. So then I went back and looked at the trailer, and I still thought cats, and I just didn't care. Like I just was like, oh yeah, that looks a bit weird. That looks it didn't a bit get under, it didn't un- it didn't make your skin crawl at nah. all. No, nah. really, no. Nah. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with myself when it comes to CGI cats. And then, <laughs> don't mean to brag. <laughs> it's one of the rare times I could be really confident about something. This is not my first time in the kitty litter, okay? <laughs> Say you're in this position where you put your heart and soul into animating something for like, you know, how I'm assuming they animated cats for like a year. If it was received like we're receiving cats, where we're like going, this is fucking hilarious and making me feel sick and I love that. Even though that wasn't the intent, would you be proud of your work? <laughs> uh, I mean, film is a collaborative medium and you can't take the bad stuff to heart. I mean, you guys might have that uh Working as comedians, um, hmm. you must get the, the the whole gamut of responses. Well, our to whole your... thing is if they laugh, they're right. If they don't, they're wrong. <laughs> so it's a little different for us. <laughs> Sometimes it depends on the crowd. Sometimes yeah. their laughter is like, I don't want your fucking laughter. No, 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 well, you people know. <laughs> Were you offended as an artist when people started saying the effects are gross and disgusting, or is it just um, I was following a, a rule book? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't care at all. Um, literally, that one tweet I had with Rebel Wilson and James Corden, the specific timing of on Oscar night, doing a bit about how the problem with cats was specifically the VFX is like, all right, come on, guys. But other than that, it didn't bother me at all. And again, it's it's one thing if we had been working a year on that movie, but we were doing shots that should have taken a month in like a day and a half. So they got what they got and it definitely doesn't reflect on us as artists. Do you think that potentially they spent a bit more time thinking about technically how to do this rather than like what it, whether they should? (laughs) (laughs) To paraphrase Jurassic Park. You you never thought if you should. Is it um, possible you think that they spent too much time deciding whether it was like how to make this and how to make it look realistic and cool rather than artistic? What do you think? I think that all the decisions were deliberate. I think that this is what they wanted to make Mm -hmm. um, based on what we're we're seeing. (laughs) So I I think that uh, genuinely they, they were designing this in relationship to the musical, the original Mm -hmm. musical, and going, we want to translate that aesthetic through and just make it modern and make it a 21st century kind of more cool integrated visual thing that people aren't going to be sure how to, they're going to ask the question, how did they do this? Um, and, and not, (laughs) not, not necessarily why, but how did they do this? And, and, uh, 
they want to they want people to be to be sucked into that world and to not feel like it is a stage production. They mm. want to they want to feel like you're in that that the Jellicle world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but then yeah, like were, you know, were those the right decisions? It's a it's a question, I guess. But. <laughs> do, do, do you think, like, from just from a personal taste perspective, do you think that you would have preferred seeing them dancing around in physical costumes? No. Or the I, other the other end of that is if they all looked like Puss in Boots from the DreamWorks um, <laughs> movies. Because I think a discussion early on that we've had about was that this was being developed at one point as an animated yeah. film. Oh yeah. yeah do you think Spielberg. you would have liked it more if they were <clears throat> little? anthropomorphic cartoon little puss in boots cats i i reckon it would have been cool to do something more stylized mm. and to just lean harder into the weirdness of it and just do something really out there yeah uh, i mean <laughs> this is pretty out there. you could argue that this is out there but it's out it's it's judging by the reaction it's out there for the wrong reasons um it's not yeah it's not making making you want to spend time with these characters in the, <laughs> in the it's it's if anything it's actively repelling you Thank you for listening to another episode of our weird little deep dive about that freaky, deaky-ass movie. Elwood and I have been so happy with all of you guys reaching out to us about the podcast and telling us you like it and telling us that you watched the movie because of us or you forced someone to watch the movie because of us and then blaming us or thanking us depending on your emotional state at the moment it's probably been about 50 50 with the fuck you thank yous so you're welcome from both of us you're very welcome next week is a big one ben and i got to speak to a couple of cast members from the touring production of the stage show of cats and they dropped some absolute bombshells on us about everything ranging from the sexy backstage antics to being forced to rap for andrew lloyd webber to a rigorous acting workshop known only as as Kitty School next week on Why is Cats. Why is Cats is hosted by Cameron James and Ben Elwood for Sats Pants Radio, produced and edited by Sean Allen. Yeah. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.